Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Expositors Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Neglia. On this episode, it's uh, Sean Hausman. And myself and Clay have a really spirited and enthusiastic and I think really encouraging conversation with Sean Hausman. Um, You know, during this conversation, I think this is the first and so far the only um, time that a guest has been on the show that has caused me to just spontaneously erupt into applause at something that he said that I just was waiting for somebody to say. So you can uh, listen along for that and perhaps maybe even clap in your car or on the bus or wherever you're listening to this episode. Um, but yeah, so so Sean has some great stuff to say and he says it with a smile on his face the whole time. And, and I think something really great um, that he gets into in the first, I don't know, five, ten minutes is the difference between, I guess, the different genres of the Bible and specifically how not every book is like the book of Proverbs. And um, listen out for that, because I think that's one of the highlights of what he says. Um, Anyway, make sure you listen to the end. There's some details about our upcoming training weekend in um, Bradenton, Florida, on November 30th and 31st. But you can get more details at the end of the episode, like I said, or on our website, expositorscollective.com. Welcome back to the Expositors Collective podcast. I am Clay. And I am Mike. And today we are here with um, uh, an old friend, uh, Pastor Sean Hausman, who is currently... Well, actually, Sean, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so right now I'm pastoring in at Calvary Chapel, Central Maui, uh, in a town called Wailuku. We've been there for about the last eight years. Prior to that, we were out in Arizona, so moving to Maui from Arizona is an upgrade, but it's a, yeah, <laughs> it's a blessing, bit. though. I, yeah, and that's where we've been now, just having a great time serving the Lord. Yeah, and I knew you guys back from the Bible college days. That's right. And uh, that was just a, a real beautiful time and interesting yeah. too. So. Yeah, yeah. A quick story that I can't help but tell. So I was in Bible college in 2004 to 2006. Sean was my dean of men at the time. Mike, when were you there? You were there a bit um, earlier than 01 me. to 02. Yeah, so a few years earlier. He, he um, did announcements a lot. Okay, yeah. So so one of my uh, memories of Sean, my earliest memories of Sean, um, I was, for some reason, having a really hard time with the making your bed policy at Bible College, and um, I just couldn't seem to get it through my head. And I uh, failed to make my bed so many times that I was one... Um, one more transgression away from being kicked out of Bible college for not making my bed. And Sean Hausman told me, I sat in his office and he said, um, I have never come this close to kicking somebody out of Bible college for not (laughs) making their bed. And he made me memorize scripture. (laughs) One of which was he who knows what is good and what is right and does not do it to him. It is sin. I don't remember the others. (laughs) Wow. Romans Um, 14. Wow. And, and, (laughs) and, uh, and you know what? I didn't fail to make my bed one more time, and, and it was it was great. So. Yeah, and it was it was Never a tough time bed. for me because you know like I'm, I'm not I don't really care whether or not you make your bed. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you know, I'm just representing the office that's yeah. over me. And they're like, this is what you need to be. So I became the face of some crazy rules. Right. Wow. Yeah. And, and yet I couldn't give it. They couldn't present the rules like, I know this is a crazy rule, right. but yeah. because yeah. that's dishonoring the leadership that's yeah. over you. Yeah. So you got to make it like it's your own idea yeah. and that you love it. So people wow. still think that I'm the weirdest guy ever because of some of the rules <laughs> I had to enforce. <laughs> I remember one, one, uh, one rule that women couldn't walk out of the dorms because, with wet hair. Yeah. And, and the backstory of that's really sad. It is. Yeah. But you know, yeah. I'll just I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that because I don't want to be incriminating. Yeah. Wow, that's right. Well, my my Sean Hausman memory is you enforcing a rule that actually made a whole lot more sense. Um, in two thousand and one, your your morning announcements, a lot of times had to include, you know. And by the way, um, in in the cafeteria, we have kind of storage units where individual rooms and dorms and students can store food. Yeah. And so, there was some like food thief yep. that was stealing wow. food out of people's um, uh, little cubbies, and you, in the most like gracious ways possible, smiling, would come up and be like, "Well, guys, it's happened again. Why don't you keep <laughs> stealing other people?" And guys, that's not okay. <laughs> would you just like stop? <laughs> so that one makes a whole lot more sense yeah. than <laughs> yeah. stealing versus right. yeah, you know, but but. Um, so this is actually yeah. <laughs> the Expositors Collective podcast, not the CCBC, reminiscing yeah. CCBC yeah. Memories podcast, though I would love to make that podcast sometime. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd that would be, be a good one. Um, so, Sean, you are, um, I mean, you were very influential in my life through your Bible teaching when I was at Bible college. Mm. I think you're a great preacher. Um, and, and what we want to do uh, today as we, as we talk to you is we want to, like, maybe think back and revisit your early days of preaching and, right. and then kind of hear some wisdom from you and, and your... Um, how you do it now, your method now. So can you remember yeah. your first sermon that you ever preached or Bible study and how did it go and what was, what were you? Yeah, I can't, I can't forget it actually. <laughs> okay. um, so when I first gave my love, my life to the Lord, I honestly thought I was going to be the first guy to read the whole Bible cover to cover. Yeah. I mean, I did. I was wow. that dumb in yeah. terms of Christianity. Hmm. And, uh, and, and I was just like, God, you love us so much. You give me this thing. That so I could know you. Mm. So I'm going to honor you. I'm going to read it. And yeah. I, you know, I was just so excited about the word. And and I had a friend that prophesied over me and said that you know your love for the word, God is going to use that wow. to impact other people. Mm. And so I started studying. And and so this guy was very influential. He was doing home Bible studies. And every now and then we would we would go down to Mexico and have it like a kind of like a young adults surf trip. Yeah, eating carne asada all the time and nice. uh, and having bible studies a lot of them and he asked me he's like okay sean this time we're gonna have you do a bible study mm. and so that was my first time actually preparing a bible study and i thought okay who do i look up to mm. and at that time i was really into chuck missler okay so I tried to be Chuck Mister. Wow, yeah. And I think I, I taught see, i see through, i see where this is going <laughs> yeah and i think i taught through the Passover mm. and all of this weird symbolisms and you know types and it, it's not types it was me making stuff up and <laughs> yeah. saying that yeah. it's a type this reminds this reminds me of yeah da -da -da. yeah because yeah. anytime you say this is a type you're basically saying thus says the Lord yeah and it's an it's a big insult when you're loose with that word yeah. Um, you can say this is illustrative of, but to say it's a type, man, you better have the Bible on your side with that one. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, yeah. And I think, I, I mean, people were falling asleep. Wow, yeah. I think it was, 
I don't know if people wanted to read the Bible anymore after that <laughs> because I tried to be someone else. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that like God really hit me hard on. Like you, you be who I'm making you. Yeah. And if you're weird, be weird. Cause that's who you are. Yeah. I'm going to use your quirkiness. Yeah. Um, don't try to be overly eloquent. Don't try to be, you know, don't try to sound ignorant. Mm. Just be who you are. Yeah. And communicate to people the thing that God's put on your heart through the text. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so from that, I remember then my next opportunity to do a Bible study, a friend of mine was teaching a beach, like surf Bible study mm. on Saturday mornings. And he got a job that required him to work on Saturday. So mm. he's like, Sean, would you take over the Bible study? Oh, wow. Oh. And so I was like, sure. And so the first book that I chose to try to teach through hmm. Was Ecclesiastes. Oh my so it just gosh. shows how stupid I am, right? Like, first book ever. Here's my here's my task. Ecclesiastes, oh, wow. and I had no idea what I was doing. Oh I don't know gosh. what I'm, I. I still have some of my hand jotted down notes yeah. from that do time. You? I do. Wow. I saved it, and even when I read it, I'm like, "What was I thinking? <laughs> it was a mess, you know." Yeah. Yeah. But people would come, and you know, praise God, that was yeah. cool, and. Uh, but yeah, the word for the wise. You know, if you're just starting out Bible teaching, don't pick Ecclesiastes. Yeah. It's a really hard verse, a book to exposit all yeah. the way through. Oh, mm. gosh. Yeah. Um, and then after that, the next book was Philippians. Great. And it wasn't until I got to Philippians chapter 2 mm. that I started realizing that, you know, early on I would read the Bible. And when I try to teach it, I would think that it would teach like the book of Proverbs. Mm. Like, here's a point. Huh. And then the next verse is an unrelated point. Wow, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then the next verse is an unrelated point. And, I, and that would be whatever word I was excited about. Right. Yeah. And I would run off on my little tangent hmm. of whatever word that I look, happened to look up in a Strong's or something. And I found up and then I started using a lot of imagination. And, you know, I wasn't being unbiblical, but yeah. I was being dishonoring to the text. Hmm. Yeah. You know, my imagination was... And sure, I felt spiritual about it. Yeah. But I was really, I was dishonoring the word. And at the same time, pretending like I was promoting the word. Um, So anyway, I got to chapter two and got through that section where, you know, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And how he, you know, committed himself completely to the will of the Father, obedient unto unto the point of death. And then from that, God highly exalted him. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. I understand that. And then right after that, I noticed, wow, Paul lays down three guys. You know, he lays down, here he is, it's, it's Timothy, mm-hmm. it's Epaphroditus, and then even himself. And each of them are an illustration of people who are walking in the reality of let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Epaphroditus was willing to put himself to the point yeah, of danger. Right. Mm. To provide this gift that came from the Philippians. Whoa, here he's, he's like, he's almost at the point of death. Yeah. Paul is saying, even if I'm poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy. Like, here he is, like, I'm, I'm, I'll give my all for you. Mm. You know, and then Timothy, I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your estate. Right. I mean, here's a guy that's like legitimate concern. I'm like, the Bible is getting somewhere you know what i mean like it's not that this verse and that verse even though they're right sandwiched up against each other have completely contrary you know directions yeah 
the whole thing is building to a, a big point. Yeah. And as long as you can stay on that big point, you know what I mean? You're, you're not only honoring the text, you're bringing the text to life, and you're teaching people how to read the Bible right. Yeah. So yeah. there's so many levels of things that are happening when you're actually expositing. That's right. You're, you're, you're preparing people for a huge, um, like so many tools for successful Christian living yeah. when you exposit the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's so funny. Listening to you, the, the, the mistakes that you're describing in your early sermons are, are ones that we've heard from several other people as well. You know, the um, trying to emulate somebody else or copy somebody else. That's yeah. that's something that we've heard um, several guys warn young preachers about and remember that they did, um, you know, kind of the the wrong um uh, understanding of Christocentric preaching, you know, trying to like put types and find, you know, yeah. shove Jesus in, in the way that we want him to be in, uh, which is not Christocentric preaching, no. it's, but that's sometimes the, the, the straw man that it's presented as, you know, um, and then, you know, just taking scripture out of context to make it say what you feel like it says in an isolated, you know, verse. And, and so, um, uh, yeah, it's 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 funny to hear that journey and how quickly it happened and how God praise the Lord woke you up from that really early on your in your preaching yeah. career. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and like you're saying, I mean, I think that there is that. I think the most subtle danger that we all face is you know young men, um, you know just just young believers. Mm. We get sort of competitive. Yep. We look to those that are around us, and then it becomes almost like this jockeying for who's more spiritual. Yeah. And you can fall on either side of that. You can either turn legalistic yeah. to to just to say like validate your spirituality. Look at all the rules I'm keeping, or you can turn like you know self induced mystical. <laughs> like look at all these experiences I'm having. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I'm more mm -hmm. spiritual. Right. And yet, you know, Paul's really clear that like, you are complete in Him, who yeah. is the head of all principality and powers. And just to find like my man, Jesus is enough. And it's not the things that I'm doing for him that make him make me enough. Like it's just Jesus is enough. Yeah. And when that comes into to spirituality, mm. we have a spiritual pride in the way that we approach the scripture. Yeah. And we can be so blinded to it because we feel so good about ourselves in a like like with a Jesus flair to it. Hmm. And I, I, that's a dangerous thing to fill pulpits because yeah. it's confusing oh, yeah, isn't it? to the people that are listening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm so glad that I guess Philippians, am I understanding right? That was the second book that you taught? That I taught through. Okay. Yeah. So, so it seems like you got some of these tips or hints or the big, big idea early on in your preaching career. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Okay. I mean, coming out of Ecclesiastes, I right. never wanted to do that again. So. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you taught it since? Yeah, yeah I have. Okay, have yeah. you? Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I guess kind of the next question is like, so, so – you know, at, at your age now, what kind of advice would you have given to, to you then? Um, and then also maybe by implication to other new preachers uh, to avoid those kinds of mistakes. Right. I would say read what you're going to teach and read it again. And don't start digging in right away. Don't just like jump into the word studies mm. until you try to figure out what the author is trying to say. Yeah, right. I mean, honestly, like the author's intent like I, if I wrote you a letter and I'm just like, hey, you know, I hope you're doing well. Uh, maybe I can come to visit and uh, give me a call. Okay. And you took that letter and you made it sing, and you're like, oh, 
He's talking to me about my spiritual law. Right. And he's making himself out like a type of Jesus. Yeah. Or if I was to do a word study and say, you know, the word well, it can actually mean a hole where you get water. I, I want, you know? <laughs> right. And, and that's true. Well can mean that. Yeah. But the most important thing isn't the, the meaning of individual words, but what's the point yeah. of, of the letter? That's right. And so if you go into that and then I'm, I'm, I'm at, on my end <laughs> at a place where I'm kind of counting on you. And then I come and visit you, and you've taken me totally wrong. I'm in the back with a shovel, being like, I'm getting ready for I'm you. I'm your well. Like, <laughs> like, in a way, like, we didn't have the relationship we thought we had. Yeah. Yeah. And so, point. like, I think that would be the advice, is that God's not hiding. Yeah. He's very plain and very straightforward. I mean, isn't that the, the indictment against the, the, the Israelites? Yeah. Is that, you know, what advantage does the Jew have? Well, much in every way, chiefly that to, unto them was committed the oracles of God. Right. God gave him a treasure map. He didn't give anybody else the treasure map. Mm-hmm. And then when he came to everybody and said, okay, did you find the treasure? They're the ones over there and saying, yay, we got the map. Did yeah. you find the treasure? No, we're just so stoked we have the map. Hmm. Right? It's like you didn't, do, you didn't even do what I was telling you to do. Yeah. The yeah. basics. So uh, yeah, read it till you get the basic point. And if you're not, if you're having a hard time understanding it in the translation you're reading it, check it out in another translation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check it out in another translation. You know, because it's a bunch of people looking at the same, you know, Greek yeah. and the, or the same Hebrew, and you know they're they're expressing these thoughts. So yeah. it's going to help you get the big picture yeah. before you start getting down to the, you know, the nitty gritty. Yeah. yeah. You know what I was thinking about as, as, as you were sharing your story, and I was thinking back on, on mine, you know, my first time preaching was at a poolside in our youth group, and it was a minor prophet. I don't remember which one, but, um, and it, it was totally like, like, you know, American, Amerocentric as, you know, like I made it all about America and it, America was Israel and it was just terrible, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, without getting too much into that, I, I I think what would have been so beneficial for, for young Sean Hausman preparing sermons and young me and, and is if we had somebody in our lives that that insisted on or that we could have just proofread our notes before we oh, preached yeah. them. You know, and that's one of the things we're trying to accomplish with the Expositors Collective is to build, um, you know, mentorship relationships, you know, training, not just in the context of like this podcast and the conferences that we put on, but build relationships with it, with seasoned preachers and pastors and younger preachers. Right. And, and, and I know some of the guys that I've been investing in and raising up, I, I have them not only submit their notes to me, but I have them preach it to me in the office before oh, cool. they ever preach it. And, and there's times I'm so glad that I've done that because yeah. I'm like, well, that's kind of heretical <laughs> and this is going to be misunderstood and and the guys um are so grateful for it because then when they're preaching it to people it's, yeah i've never it's actually weird. connected it to my own journey right but i do that now yeah and because i like having anytime i finish a book especially on on the midweek mm. if i finish a book on the midweek then that the one in between before i start a new book i have a young guy share yeah great and then that way, like, so he has to go through the whole process. Yeah. But before he gets the midweek, he's done like a men's breakfast right. yeah. or he's, do, you know, and so that's that process where it's like, okay, share with me what you got. Yeah. Let me see your notes. And yeah. if they come to me with like 10 pages of notes, I'll <laughs> yeah. tell them like, you're going to go way too long. Yeah. Okay. Shorten this, get to your point quicker. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and as well as help them filter through some things. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, I think uh, there's there's this verse, Nehemiah 8.8, 8, mm. and I love it. I think it's just like the basic that I think that this should be everybody's go-to where it, 
you know, they'd just come back from Babylon. Most of them didn't even speak Hebrew anymore. Hmm. Or if they did, it was broken. Sure. It was really rough Hebrew. And they finally discover the law again. And, uh, and so it's time for a big corporate reading. Hmm. And it just says it. I love it. It says, so then, or so they read in the book, in the law of God distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. That's that's the basic thing. I mean, right. that's what they would do when Colossi would send their letter to Laodicea. And the guys in Laodicea would be like, so what are these issues going on in Colossi? Oh, well, the background story is there's these other guys. Oh, I get it. Hmm. So they kind of give the sense, and then they help them understand it. Yeah. And, I mean, that's not a complicated method. Right. It's really hmm. simple. Yeah. And, uh, but so blessed. You know, it's just blessed. Yeah. It's yeah. enough to change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you do that? Okay. How do you prepare to do that? Because, so yes, it's simple, but, but a lot of work goes into oh, yeah. it before that simple act. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll read my section. Now, I have kind of a wrestling match with our secretary because she always wants to know, what, what's your passage that you're mm. covering? And I'm really ambitious sometimes, <laughs> and she needs to know early. And then I'll get into it, and I'm like, no, this has to be two messages, hmm. or I need to go a little further. Okay. So a lot of times the references that are in the bulletin are different than the references <laughs> that are on the board. But my process is, you know, um, I want to – I'm, I'm going verse by verse, but I'm also sort of like a verse by verse topical guy. Yeah. Where there is a very big thought, mm -hmm. and then the next that, – that thought will build into another big thought. And that other big thought will build into another big thought, but it's all under still like one heading. Right. And so there's times where it's like, I need to spend time looking at, like if you're in Ephesians or Colossians, you know, the husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And then right after that, now I need to talk about the fathers and the children. And so in a way, you're teaching a topical message, right. husband and wife. Yeah. The next Sunday, you know, parent and children relationships mm -hmm. um, servants and masters relationships mm -hmm. but it's it's all like community it's under that big heading so as I'm reading through it okay where's what's the main thought mm -hmm. and that becomes sort of my introduction so don't miss the main thought yeah yeah good and now under that main thought he's laying out these three ones mm -hmm. you know these these three main sections so today we're talking about this section and I give lots of time to find then what the scripture says about that so you find your, the, 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 the main thought that you're covering. Because I think if you leave me with five or six points, mm. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. But if you leave me with one thing to carry on, because I'm a simple guy. And that's why, uh, in a lot of ways, I'm preparing a message for me. Sure. And, uh, and, and what, would I, what could I grasp? Mm. What could I, if I was sitting out there, what could I walk away with? And if you, just, if you could just leave me with one main thing, like what, would they, what did he talk about today? Mm. He talked about this. Yeah. Then... Uh, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So I find my, my sub point, yeah. use my introduction as sort of like to keep it in the main picture. And then in that sub point, then I, I cross-reference what the Bible has to say about it. Hmm. I use a lot of, you know, if I'm, if, if you know, yellow paper, just kind of writing stuff down. Mm -hmm. Or if I just get right to my computer, I start typing out my thoughts. And I try to organize my thoughts, and I really struggle with the organizing of my thoughts. Hmm. Um, I look at the key words that are in it. I try to look up 
you know, simple. I, I go to the Strong's, and if there's like a word that d the definition is different than what I expected, okay. or if in between translations, if there's a radical variance, yeah. it's a clue, like time for a word study. Yeah. You know, so those are just like little clues of, I, I, I don't know Greek, but, yeah. but if I see that guys that do know Greek are translating it really weird, yeah. you know there's a fun backstory to that. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And usually you'll find that both of the words get to the same point. They yeah. just get to it a different way. Yeah. And so if you can trace down those two ways, you've just double enforced your point. Yeah. They, they chose the word they chose with a lot of thought. Yeah. So, so it's just these fun little clues. I, I love that you call it. It's, it's not you know, a frustration or a challenge. It's a fun backstory. That's, that's wonderful. Like, I love that perspective. Like, you're you're a positive guy, Sean. <laughs> this is going to be fun. It's an adventure into it, right? That's, yeah. I like that. Well, that's I, all, every Bible, um, and everybody that's ever done a Bible study, you know what it is when you, it's like, almost like you tap in a vein. Sure. And then you're on for a ride. Mm -hmm. You're like, whoa, the current's fast on this, hmm. on this little tributary. Whoa, like, yeah. this is fun. You know, and then you discover something interesting, you know, mm. like, you know, if you receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul, and you look it up and you realize the word meekness has to do with horses, and you're like, mm. what in the world? <laughs> and, and you get to find a fun backstory, yeah. you know, of like a horse that'll receive its bit. A horse is still mighty, mm. you know, and yeah. like a horse can kill a lot of people, but it's, it, it has submitted itself to the will of its master. Mm. And you're like, wow, that's a fun thing. Like, yeah. I wouldn't expect a word meek to have to do with horses. Yeah. But you found the, the this exciting little side story. And isn't that so much more memorable to people? Yeah. Than, you know, meekness is, it's it's just, you know. It's power strength. under strength, yeah. or power yeah. under control. Yeah. 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 And, and, and when you give them the visual of the horse, the, the, yeah. the, the scriptures intend to be there, you know, and, and that's, that's wonderful. So, so it sounds like so far all of this process has been you and the scripture, uh, Strong's, maybe doing word study. Yeah. Um, then do you start to tap into um, commentaries and other resources? There's a, there's a few that I like to look at because okay. sometimes they just they help me get where I'm going quicker. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my mind will be all like, and they'll just like simplify it. Yeah. So that's that's a it's a it's a good tool. Yeah. If you're trying to. Because I can get carried away. Yeah. I don't want to just be like yarning on and on hmm. and on to get to my point. Right. I allow myself four pages to teach from. Mm. And in that four pages, my four pages are almost verbatim. Wow. And I developed that at Bible college because I would come – I'd have to go teach a three-hour class. But I'd just come out of a meeting where I had to dismiss a student for fornicating with his girlfriend. Right. And while I'm challenging him on it, he blames me. <laughs> and I'm mad. Like, how can your sin blind you so much? And then I would go to class, yeah. and I'm supposed to be teaching whatever book I'm teaching, but instead I fill the time griping about sexual sin. Uh, okay. And the people didn't come to hear me complain about sexual sin, though I feel spiritual about it. Right. They came to learn the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And the Bible has way more power than anything I could ever say about it. Yeah. And so I allow myself four pages, and I allow the whole process to be that time where God is speaking to me. Yeah. And God has been speaking to me all week as I'm preparing. Yeah. Now, for me to get in the pulpit and say, well, the Lord just spoke to me. Why does the momentary, what happens in the pulpit on that instant, override a whole week of fellowship with the Spirit? Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. So, so I'm like, yeah, okay, the Lord can speak to me. But the Lord's been speaking yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so then 
so when I'm done usually with my message, the, the first half of my message is getting everything out that I want to say. Mm -hmm. The longest part is retooling everything that I said yeah. so that it fits in four pages. Wow, great. So I have to rework every sentence, sometimes paragraphs. And if you read each one of my sentences then, it's like every sentence becomes its own point, like a standalone point. Yeah. So if, if you just tune in, because people's attention spans everywhere, you kind of like tune in on that one point and you're like, oh, I got that thing. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's great, man. Sean, we could just talk to you about this for hours, but we have a commitment to keep this around 30 minutes. I, that All is right. just that is just so, um, so encouraging. You know what you said? Um, about the, the the spirit of God has been speaking to you all week long. Why would he just, you know, why would what he says right now override all that? That's I think that's wonderful. First and, first time I've applauded in, a, yeah. <laughs> in one of these episodes. And, and, and of course, you know, we qualify yeah. that with God is sovereign. Absolutely, and, and yeah. He can and has uh, genuinely done that. But but that's the exception and not the rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And our our episode with Brian Broderson, we we spoke a lot about I guess depending upon the Holy Spirit to do that. But that's based upon decades and, and now, decades. Now of we know Brian was wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and I love that we're, you know, we're speaking to to these different um, seasoned Bible teachers and hearing these um, perspectives, and it just balances uh, one another out so so wonderfully. So so Sean, um, thank you so much. And and if somebody wants to hear um, your uh, your teachings and your sermons, where would they be able to find? Yeah, that? so you know Calvary Chapel Central Maui on our Facebook page. Okay. We do the live stream, and then we also have it all archived. Yeah. Uh, I think we have a podcast called um, Heart and Mind. Oh, cool. And, uh, and then we also, we're on YouTube, or just CCCMaui at Gmail. Or no, no, that's my email address. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, like I got up super too. early to go surfing this morning, so this chair's really comfy, and my, my mind's wanting to nap. <laughs> no, it's at CCCMaui.com. So com. Calvary Chapel, Central Maui, three C's, Maui. Dot com and uh, yeah and then all of our YouTube stuff is all up there too awesome yeah and we'll uh, we'll do our best to throw that uh, links to those things in the in the show notes and and um, yeah so thanks again for for being here yeah, Sean thanks for having um, me it's been fun it's always nostalgic hanging out with you guys I too know, right just yeah. that that longevity of God working in individual lives mm -hmm. and we keep crossing paths along the way it's so good it's exciting to be part of the family I love it I yeah. absolutely love it yeah uh, well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, if you want to find out more about the Expositors Collective, go to expositorscollective.com, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. That was good stuff, huh? Well, as I mentioned at the beginning, the next training weekend is going to be in Bradenton, Florida, hosted by Shoreline Church. I'll be there, Pete Nelson will be there, David Guzik and Brian Broderson will be there, and we'll be hosted by the wise, kind, strategic, anointed Pilgrim Benham. Um, and I would love for you to join us. It'll be Friday, November 30th, and Saturday, December 1st. If you are 18 to 34 and interested in growing as a teacher or a preacher of God's word, please consider joining us please visit expositorscollective.com to find out more details and registration for the upcoming training weekend in Bradenton, Florida. I'd love to see you there.